Welcome to Requiem of the Outcast, coming to you live via your computer every month, bringing all the best in fan audio, web reviews, and all the tips and tricks for creating and promoting your projects. We're here to help you tell Hollywood, hey, nice try, but we'll take it from here. All right, and welcome back to uh, Requiem of the Outcast, uh, the episode three, the search for episode two. We, we, I, never mind, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> here we are for the next episode of Requiem of the Outcast. Um, I've got two new co-hosts this time because the first episode was boring to me because I don't like to hear myself talk, but I've got two new people that will... pink eye? No, I'm just rubbing my eye. Why? I'm bashful. <laughs> I'm embarrassed by how bad the first episode was. But you're such uh, a handsome man. <laughs> hey, you're not too bad yourself. Well, you! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the, the people that you've heard are Ron and Janine. They're going to be co-hosting uh, the show from now on. And uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. My name is Ron Garner. And, Did we say uh, last names on the air? <laughs> what if someone tries to steal our identity? Well, they're going to know is your voice. Would you like because I was about to say, I was about to say my social security it's number one, next. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I would say five, six, seven, eight, nine. Hey, that's the same password I have on my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> no, why would I have a password on my luggage? Wouldn't that be a combination of a lot? <laughs> <laughs> it's the future. You know, it's all digital. But anyway. <laughs> so go ahead. What was your social security number, Ron? Oh, yeah. My social security number was, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm going to keep that little bit private. <laughs> but I, I will tell you my underwear size if you want that. Boxers or briefs? Uh, well, you know, boxer briefs. Boxer briefs? No. Can't, can't commit? <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. I have a problem with commitment. What? And speaking oh, of which, here's his wife, Janine. Yeah, I'm Janine Garner. I'm married to the guy who looks like Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Very hot man! Yes, he is. You're married to somebody else? Stop. He does look a little like Gimli. I do look a little no, like Gimli. No, he doesn't. It's, no, you don't. I don't? No. No. Gimli's I was lying. a sexy, sexy man. He is, but it's I don't want to hear hair. my husband call anyone a sexy, oh, sexy no man. No one tosses a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now Janine is a Star Wars fan. Ron loves her. And, and, and puts up with it. Yeah. He's, like, he's very supportive. Oh, I'm sorry. What I meant to say was I actually very much love Star Wars and all of the Star Wars universe. And, and and I don't just go to Star Wars functions because I love my wife. I go to them because I actually enjoy them. So really, <laughs> You're going to burn in hell so So if that's true, on the Millennium Falcon, there was a specific pipe. It said D-N-G-N. What did that stand for? It was right next to the red one. Uh, do not go near Damn, you're actually right. Congratulations, you're a Star Wars fan, buddy. I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you throw something out there and occasionally you get something right. Yeah, you're a closet fan, we not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I actually got him to read the Zon trilogy and the Hand of Thrawn duology. I, I was very pleased. And, I, I, you know, I just know I read some books. I don't know that they're called the Hand of Thrawn duology or the Zon trilogy or the whatever. Zon was the guy who But you yeah. liked him, didn't you? I did like him. I did like him. There were some cool characters. It was really good. And then I started trying to read the... No, just stop. Oh, okay. Wh- which one did you try to read? No, no, no. no. She, she doesn't want me to say, apparently, because I guess that they're very, very special to her. She didn't want me to, to say anything bad about them. Was it Darksaber? Because I'm really a big fan of Kevin J. Anderson's Super Weapon of the Week. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Kevin J. Anderson needs to be banned 
from ever writing another Star Wars novel again. <laughs> I will tell you that in person. So, Janine, how do you Anderson. really feel about that? <laughs> oh, you know, gosh, I was going to have him as a, as, a, as a guest on next month, but I guess not. Uh, next month, it's oh Kevin J. Anderson. Not. <laughs> so, tell us how you feel about uh, Kathy Tires. Actually, I don't mind. Well, she's Wait, which one, which one wrote... Uh, no, Vonda... Vonda McIntyre! Yeah. Okay, I... Her name's Vonda. Is she from you Mississippi? No, but she's actually. I'm no. from Mississippi. There are a lot really? of women named Vonda in Mississippi. Really? Is that, oh. Why is that a popular name? In I, you know, it, it just is. It's it's a popular popular name with the the tight jeans, no teeth, scraggly hair crowd. <laughs> Which explains why she's a writer of books and not on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! We're gonna get our butts. So no, we can. I can guys. edit that. <laughs> like anybody's gonna listen to this. I mean, come on. There's like. I'd like to thank the six of you that tuned in last month to listen. <laughs> actually, I don't know. Hey, I listened. Yeah, seven. Um, okay. No, actually, we, we have had quite a bit of good compliments and words about the show. Um, so for all of you that did listen and uh, giving your compliments, and it was appreciated, and it gave me the inspiration to do another episode instead of thinking that, oh, gosh, this sucked as bad as I thought it did. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to the news. Okay, let's go. Okay, so... Uh, the <coughs> but I didn't finish introducing myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish introducing yourself. I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Vinny. It's about you. You forgot about you? Well, I don't know, sweetie. How should I introduce myself? Um, you should say I am Janine Garner, and I am an intelligent, wonderful, beautiful woman. And um, it, my husband just scored a lot of points. What he said. The opinions expressed by Ron do not accurately represent the opinions expressed by the rest of the uh, group here. Hey! <laughs> I was talking about scoring lots of points. I'm hot and you know it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Soon coming the girls of Requiem of the Outcast calendar. <laughs> Wait. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have one page. <laughs> Her and Ginger, and which is their dog, and Will. <laughs> hey, Will, don't you take offense to that? You know what? You guys, you guys. All right, now moving on. Is it? Can we move on to the news? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. okay. No. <laughs> moving on to the news. Good um, job editing. Uh, good luck editing. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Uh, the first bit of news is based on the Clone Wars cartoon that is going to be coming out to Cartoon Network in November or December, I believe. They're going to be about three minutes long. Um, they're, of course, going to be on Cartoon Network. And uh, a lot of people have been wondering what they're going to be about. And it, apparently it's going to be bridging gaps between Episode 2 and Episode 3. Um, there's going to be uh, a couple of dark people, bad guys, and there's going to be lots of good guys with laser swords fighting. You mean lightsabers? So, that's pretty much all I found. So, yeah, yeah, lightsabers, obviously, and... And that's all the information I found. So, so guys with lightsabers are going to fight bad guys? You ruined it for me! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to give a spoiler alert there. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> More on spoilers later. Um, also, a, a news article that came from uh, theforce.net, which actually found it from CNN.com, um, talks about U.S. government developing repulsor technology. And that's basically Boeing, which is the largest aircraft manufacturer, um, says they're actually working on anti-gravity. Um, Personally, I prefer Lockheed Martin, but that's just me. You're biased. Well, yes. Okay, everyone should know here that, that Janine is a pilot. <laughs> you 
<laughs> now she reads a lot of popular mechanics. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, she, she's a pilot. She flies the big airplanes, the C-130 Hercules. You know the Hercules, old Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> you know the old joke? How do you know if a pilot's in the room? Just How's wait. That? She'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. Um, and so I think uh, GRASP, or Gravity Research for Advanced Space Propulsion, um, it was only announced... Uh, very recently, about uh, less than a month ago. So I think we're finally on our way to those flying cars that we were promised by the year 2000. Pretty much all that's left is the meals in pill form. Ew! I'm still looking for the perfect kitchen, though. The perfect kitchen? Well, yeah, you know, you watch all those films from the 50s. It's all about, like, you got the things that slide into the counter and slide, at, at, you know, out of the counter and back in. And you He's got just talking about the sci-fi commercial we saw when we ate at the sci-fi diner in Disney World. Oh, exactly. Well, see, I haven't been there. how concerned I am with the perfect kitchen. Wait, wait, isn't the things that slide in and out of counter drawers? (laughs) 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 We're there! Yes, that would be the technical term, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, open mouth, insert foot. (laughs) You know, technology these days, pretty soon they're going to have something where people can communicate with other people all over the world instantaneously. Oh, wait, that's the Internet. Um, Oh, wait a second. And there could be a way to travel over fast speeds, possibly in excess of 60 miles an hour. Faster than a man can run on four wheels. Oh, wait, that's a car. I heard that they were going to come up with, with an automobile that only had two wheels, though. No. How would you balance on something like that, Hezekiah? Not a clue. Not a clue. It's, it's, it's magic. Magic? Oh, it's, I'm sure that that'd be the dark magic of Satan. It's the dark it's magic the of Satan. You can't balance on two wheels. <laughs> you stay away from them motorcycle bugs. they the devil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In, in other news, Star Wars and Direct, which is the Canadian, uh, French-Canadian uh, internet radio show, which pretty much took over after Jedi Talk went, uh, went under, went offline. Um, they have started to actually broadcast in English now. Um, I've been a fan of their English um, interviews that they've had with authors and, and stars. Uh, of course, I, I don't understand French, so I didn't really get into the rest of it, which each episode's about two to three hours. But now with the English version, um, you'll be able to understand everything that they're saying. And they bring up um, really good Star Wars news. Um, you can find them at www.swen. Direct.com. Well, good. I'm glad they finally wised up and used the language of the most powerful nation on the earth. I thought they were, isn't it? Canadian? England? (laughs) (laughs) Australia! Australia! (laughs) One Star Wars realms, you might as well. I mean, that's where all the movies have been filmed so far. Yeah, I know. Well, Tunisia? No, well, yeah. Where's Tunisia anyway? I don't know. The big freaking desert. That's in all we know. Tunis. <laughs> in Tunis. Tunisia Tun- is what was Carthage it's in history, the ancient world. History. Carthage. Okay, and where is that? North Africa. North Africa. You know, the Carthaginians attacked the Romans in the Battle of Cannae. They came across and killed Thanks. all came the across Romans. the Alps. The Alps. With, with their <laughs> no, they, that was a bit of a terrain they, difference, they wasn't walked, it, in the desert? No, they walked. With their elephants through the Alps, and they all killed. They, they all they got in a big fight, and like all the elephants, but like one died. And they kept finding all these soccer teams that had crashed up there. And <laughs> <laughs> there soccer teams ran all over the place. Well, half of a soccer team, anyway. Joe, 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 
<laughs> Eat it, Joe. All right. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000. Cena Circle Copyright. All right. Um, <laughs> now, in other news, Digital Llama Radio and... Uh, also it Yama? Digital Yama? No, Two Digital L's. Llama. The Only in L's. Spanish. Well, why don't we call them tortillas? Or quesadillas? I blame Taco Bell. I do too. They Americanized the, the Spanish food market. And the llama. And the llama. It's a llama! <laughs> llama! The llama is a quadruped. Once again, kids, say no to drugs. <laughs> All right, Digital Llama Radio, of course, Chris Hannell, Josh Wasta, Justin Whitlock, Abe Baturka, and Steve Phelan. Those are names I'll never remember again. Well, you should as a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm You've kidding, got to, I'm kidding. I mean, this is this is like the holy grail of Star Wars internet audio, man. This is Digital Llama, the guys who made the formula. I thought we were the holy grail. No, no, no. We're kind of the cheap plastic cup that you can buy from Walmart. Where people can afford <laughs> With holy grail written on it. Yeah, <laughs> holy grail written on it. We're the collector's cup from the movie. Okay. <laughs> but see, people want the collector's cup more than the grail. The grail? <laughs> we already have one. Oh, oh, I have to show you. I have to show you. Oh, what did you leave the grail-shaped beacon on? <laughs> okay. What Janine has just ran out of the room to show me is Monty Python's Holy Ale. This is tempered over burning witches from the Black Sheep Brewery with a government warning. Oh, good grief. It was empty when I got it because Jimmy knows that Ron and I don't drink. Sure, it was empty when she got it. That's I'm going with that too. Hey, bro, this has an alcohol content of 4.7. Is that a lot? I would have. I don't know. Actually, I don't drink either. Okay, Mr. it's about average. That's okay. normal. It's about Rod average. Rod There's a lush grew up right. Re- reformed lush. Reformed lush. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and this is from uh, Eurobubblies.com. The Monty Python Holy Ale. That's clever. I like that. That he thought of me and gave it to me. I thought it was cute. That's cool. I bet he was thinking about you while he drank all of it, too. <laughs> that would be weird. Yo, I, I drank a bottle of Pepsi earlier. I could have brought you the plastic bottle. All right. In uh, Digital Llama news, um, the, the guys have put together some blooper reels and uh, of the formula, as well as some bloopers and outtakes from the radio show. If you were a fan of the radio show, uh, definitely check it out. It's really funny, and it's really easy to see that uh, what they did wasn't all that organized. Uh, on the first run, that it actually took them a few times, much like we keep hitting the pause button here. Um, <laughs> so wait, and I, I used to work tech support. Trust me, the mute button is your friend. The formula is that one fan film, right? Yes, it is. It is arguably the best fan film ever no, created. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Blasphema! He did say Dad, arguably. you some fan films, you little freak. It is not the greatest. He did say film. arguably, you know. Okay, arguably, we could argue about it, but... Okay, what's your favorite fan film? I'm really... I don't know. There are just so many good ones, and so many really bad ones. <laughs> it's like, fan films, there is no middle. She's They're either troops. really good or really bad. That's very but true. But if I'm forced to pick one... She's going to say troops. Thank you, sweetie. I can answer for myself. Okay. This isn't like, you know, back in the 5th century when... The woman needs her husband to answer for her. And doggone it, why isn't it? So, Ron, what is her opinion? Sweetie, <laughs> <laughs> what is my opinion? Uh, her opinion is that her husband should not speak for her, and she should get to say whatever she wants. So, so as you were saying... <laughs> 
Sunday troops. <laughs> Boy, I never would have guessed that. What about you, Rod? My favorite fan film, since I've seen so many of them. Oh, four? Oh, I've seen maybe, maybe I've made four. you watch like ten, and you know it. That's true. You have made, made me watch like ten. Um, what is my favorite fan film? Oh, that's it's a tough one. I, you know, I really like the... Uh, the Asian dudes? Art of the Saber. Yeah, I really like that one. I, it was, I really like the action in that. That's like up there with troops. And I really liked American Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Because of its high moral fiber and content. <laughs> Remember, kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> you know, oh, but we're reviewing it later. I'm not going to yeah. talk about it, but yeah. I really liked it. Okay. Will Will wants to add something. Will, the disembodied voice. On Art of the Saber 2, why did they put a 2? What happened to the first one? The first one was actually just a, a special effects test to see if they could, first of all, put together a movie as well as actually um, rotoscope it, put the lightsaber glows and whatnot in it. Um, What's rotoscoping? Rotoscoping is the actual art of manipulating the video footage. Because I was listening to episode two with like uh, the commentary switched on. And they kept talking about, well, we rotoscoped this, and we rotoscoped that, and we rotoscoped that in, and we rotoscoped that out. And I was like, what the freak is rotoscoping? <laughs> rotoscoping is pretty much they the... They do a lot of it. It's the, um, any kind of manipulation to the footage. Originally, it was a matter of um, scratching or adding to the footage with lightsaber glows or basically just adjustments to live-action film. Um, Nowadays, it's it's rarely referred to as rotoscoping. It's typically it's just a, like an old legacy term that's still around. Most of the time, it's adding lightsaber glows or you know putting lightning in or, or scratching the film stuff like that. Um, and speaking of which, speaking of special effects, uh, Ryan Weber, the gentleman who, uh, along with Michael Dorkman Scott, put together one um, arguably one of the best uh, lightsaber uh, fights next to Art of the Saber. Uh, the Art of the Saber series, he has moved on and gotten a job at LucasArts. Now, not Lucasfilm. He will not be working on Episode 3 or any of the Star Wars movies yet. Oh, that's insane. What a waste of his talent. But, even though he's just doing video games right now, which most of the video game lightsabers really suck, um, this could just be a stepping stone. This could be getting him to, because he's in there, he's learning software that he never knew before, such as Maya and other 3D software. He's learning things that he doesn't know, which could invariably help um, help him by moving up in the company to uh, Lucasfilm. I think well, that it's a stepping stone. They may not have had an opening. They only had, I think, uh, after they hired him, they only had an opening for one other person. And what about it was the other Lucas dude? Uh, Dorfman Scott. Um, Why did he get hired? He did a good job, too. Nothing's been said about him. I think both of the guys did a great job on that. Um, I'm under the assumption that they each did their own lightsaber rotoscoping, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, it's entirely possible that Weber did all of his own, or all of the uh, the lightsaber glow. Um, he also, I believe, either him or Dorkman Scott did the lightsaber glows for the formula, the 65th sense, um, and quite a few other. Hey, the 65th sense, it's pretty funny. It's kind of a... a a joke on Sixth Sense and still incorporating a lot of different movies. And Homeboy actually had to rotoscope canes, as in the curved thing that old people use to walk. So, he's he's got skill. As well as having to rotoscope the 
500 uh, lightsaber reflections that were in the mirrors in the formula. You know what else? You know who else should get hired? The Ho Brothers. They need to just get. They need to have an episode three, like them all just standing out. I don't know on Endor or something. In a forest. Like, yeah, in a forest. <laughs> well, they could do a fan film into that. Well, no, no, no. But well, in they a could forest. just use the one they've got and cut the footage. Well, yeah. <laughs> just be like, hey, look, there's two dudes fighting, and pan over. To, the, to duality, not duality. I so mean, just cut uh, entirely away from to, uh, the, the, the plot of the movie. And go, hey, like look at those fighting. Look and then, at those two dudes fighting. And then oh. cut over to the art of the saber. Finish the fight. And be like, wow, that was cool. Well, on with the rest of the movie. Oh, that would work out nicely. Uh, you you get um, Anakin who's trying to make the moves on Padme, even or Amidala. Now that they're especially now that they're married. She's like, oh, you know, really, I'm not in the mood. Hey, look, there's two guys fighting. He turns around, completely enveloped in the fight. He turns around, she's gone. <laughs> so that was, No wonder he turns to the dark side. She is such a tease. Oh, no, oh, my body's been horribly scarred, and I'm going to have to wear this weird suit for the rest of my life. Oh, by the way, look at those two dudes fighting. <laughs> oh, what's that, Anakin? Oh, my, that's awesome fighting. Hey, Vader, where'd you go? Oh, man. Nice. We will meet again! We meet again for the first time and the last time. Are you as easily tricked as before? <laughs> 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 I don't want to know. It's why we all speak with these British accents when we're supposed to be from outer space, which is nowhere near Britain. With the exception of that one guy who's from Texas, apparently, because they have a... Well, they are rebels. I mean, you figured it out. Stay tight and low. <laughs> they died <and> low. <laughs> right them on in there, boys, because we're going in to get it. <laughs> get her done. <laughs> get her done. <laughs> Apparently, Bo and Luke Duke were helping the rebels. <laughs> oh, no, Luke, watch out. There's a trench on that Death Star. Don't worry, the general will be able to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Redneck Jedi's to the rescue. I just wanted to see uh, Roscoe. Be cold, you don't look at them new boys. Good job, love it. All right, Vader, buckle up. You don't get scuffed. Now, 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 the reason that Vader wears that suit is because his body is covered in mold. And you could just have the Emperor wear a white suit instead of a. Call him Boss Boss Palp. We're going to get them Skywalker boys. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wait, what's the next topic? We, okay. keep, uh, we keep stopping. This is the last part of the news. This is something that will be near and dear to your heart, Janine, as well as mine. Apparently, there's a company in Britain headed by Eric Idle that is going to be bringing uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail to Broadway. Oh, oh my gosh, oh. that's the coolest thing. you got to take me, sweetie. Oh, please, I'll do anything. you got to hey, take me. Hey, hey, I exist. Take me, too. <laughs> The disembodied voice wants Shut you to go. Shut up, Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you take it, please, 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 Oh, I don't know. As it stands, it's going to be called Spamalot. And that, uh, the news on that was found, I found that on uh, the SixSiders.com, the internet sci-fi radio show. Any and they stole it from be, Yahoo News. When should it be done, do you know? About 2004, 2005. I can't wait, there. no! I don't know what's going to happen. Man, oh, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I should hope so. Oh, my gosh. Oh, don't tell me what happens in, you know, The Return of the King, the new Lord of the Rings movie. I want to be surprised. Oh, my gosh. I was watching this interview with uh, Sir Ian McKellen, and I don't remember who was interviewing him, but it was obviously some retarded, uh, sorry, can I say that? Some really stupid reporter. And she was like, so, 
can you, it was before Two Towers, and she was like, so, can, are you allowed to talk about what happens in Two Towers? And he turns and seriously deadpan, looks at her and goes, well, you, you could read the book. Or he's <laughs> distinguished, well, you could read the book. But I can't do a very good Sir Ian McKellen, but, like, she was like, oh, yeah. Ah. That's right, I, I heard, uh, I heard Leo Laporte from the Screensavers um, on Tech TV do the exact same thing, where they were talking about the video game and having uh, cutscenes and whatnot um, on the video game and saying, well, is there anything you can tell us about the cutscenes without giving away the plot line? And then it dawned on him what he said. It's like, oh, yeah, or you could just go out and read the book, which has been out since the 30s. So, <laughs> which is kind of a kind of a, a novel idea in today's society, I think. So, actually, it's funny you mention that because uh, Nathan Butler, of course, the uh, host of Chrono Radio, uh, personal What's friend that? of mine, Chrono Radio. Why? That's an internet radio show that can be found at StarWarsFanWorks.com. Who listens to internet radio? Hopefully, our listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you're our demographic. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you guys. Actually, <laughs> you listen to internet radio. Well, uh, Nathan Butler was telling me some of his students felt that the novelization of the movie, The Lord of the Rings, was a little wordy, and they actually added some stuff to the books that wasn't in the movies. And that is why I joined the Marine Corps and quit teaching high school. I blame television. Damn oh, that rap music. Oh, my gosh. That rap music. Oh, can't stand it. Hey. Hey, I want. Hey, me and music. the homies on the block like that music. I'm gonna pop a cap in you if you don't stop. He's just Willie from the block. Word. <laughs> he used to have a little, now he has a lot. <laughs> oh, do you know that uh, Ben's up J Lo? Why? Okay, and on to the next one. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, apparently, I I, apparently, I wasn't wearing my apathy face. How's yeah. this? And that's the end of the news. I do have a correction from last month's episode. Um, I, I made a mistake. Well, not really a mistake, just something's changed. I said I was 25. Well, I'm, I'm 26. I had my birthday. Oh, it. yeah. Happy birthday, Thank man. You. So you lied. Oh, I'm yeah. 24. Janine's 24. Ron, you're like 87. I'm 62. 92. I married him for his money. <laughs> okay, Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> yeah, why don't you... Yeah. Yeah, because he... <laughs> because of all that money that I have, she married me because she wanted to have all the money that she could possibly ever want to buy bubble gum. <laughs> yes, sweetie, how old are you? I, I'm I'm uh, older than you. Uh, 30, to be specific. And you... Uh, well, yes. So what you're saying was that when you were 16... Hey, 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 let's not go there. Let's not go there. But, but see, when you're 214, she's going to be 208. That's true. So it's really perspective. It is. It is. Hey, we were 21 and, like, what, 27 when we got married? We were 21 and 27 when we got married. And, yeah, uh, yeah, we were both young, crazy kids. Well, one of you was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Letters to Us section. Uh, Nathan Butler. My God, he's everywhere. Someone wrote us a letter. Yeah. Yeah, his name's on your It's, it's mine. Nathan Butler. Janine Garner. <laughs> Janine Garner. Disembodied voice. Disembodied voice. Uh, Nathan Butler, of course, the, like Who's I said, the, he was given a nickname by Justin Whitlock on an episode of Digital Llama Radio because of a question that he asked that actually he, he added a fact that he wasn't supposed to. 
That wasn't a part of the rules of the game. And so he was given the name from Thumb Wars, Nasty Butler. <laughs> so uh, that's how he shall be referred to in the rest of this episode. Mr. Nasty Butler sent us a, a letter for, for a fan film that he was working on called Prelude to Hope, uh, which has been in the Prelude coming... Prelude to Hope? No, Hope. <laughs> <laughs> that was before Anakin hooked up with Padme. Oh! I didn't think George Lucas allowed porno fan films. <laughs> oh my gosh! That was that was that was the one that came before Return of the Pimp. Or <laughs> <laughs> the Empire's <laughs> Pimp. A new hoe. <laughs> a new hoe. <laughs> I can't get the hose. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got to get up for the Phantom Menace, but I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I swear you said really no. No. Prelude to hope. Hope. Which is, like I said, has been in the coming soon stages for. Well, let, let me put it this way: it was oh supposed, gosh. it was supposed to come out before. Um, <laughs> Janine's still thinking about the joke, uh, which was supposed to come out before the Phantom Menace. So obviously, you can see it's, it's a bit outdated. Um, uh, kind of went through uh, what's basically, as of right now, a major hiatus. Uh, Devin Reed, the director, went off to be in the Marine Corps. Woo! And, um, Hoorah, Marine Corps! She's in the Navy. Uh, what? No. Blasphemy! No, she's really in the Air Force. Oh! I'm kidding, right? My congressman. She's, she's going to write nasty letters to whoever puts on this show she's complaining about you. About me. I'm going to write Arlie Ernie, tell him what you said, and have him come here and tell you to What's your major here? malfunction, numb nuts? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. I'm coming after you tonight with a sock and a bar of soap. <laughs> Did you order the code red? <laughs> it's code red, right? He wasn't talking about that Mountain Dew drink, was he? No, 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 no. Okay. It's, it's, it's code red. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Nathan, um, in, in the, the movie Prelude to Hope, um, he <laughs> sent it. It wasn't going to come out for a while. They had um, other things to kind of uh, basically extended universe uh, items to uh, keep the fans interested in the project, such as uh, short stories, a prequel comic book, uh, extensive annotated screenplay. Do these guys have normal jobs? <laughs> yeah, actually. This, this is all Nathan. He, he, excuse me, nasty. Um, he, he writes a lot. Find a time. I know when I taught history, I was always grading junk when I got home and preparing for my next lessons. He doesn't grade stuff. Huh. It, it, it all depends on how much his green is on the is his paper clip to the the One test. One of those kinds of teachers. No, not really. With yeah. a name like Nasty Butler, I mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they also had a customizable card game expansion set, RPG profiles, other supplementary materials, also a source book for uh, role playing games. And um, is that what RPG <laughs> is? Yes, role-playing game. Nerds, all of you. <laughs> Again, Whoa. that's our demographic. <laughs> Whoa. No. I'm kidding. I <clears throat> all right. All of you. Thank now you. that nobody's Thank listening, <laughs> this is edit, edit that last bit. Edit, edit, edit. I did edit, not cut, mean cut. to be rude to our. Oh wait, I did. <laughs> but forgive me. I'm a fellow geek. 
All right. After the uh, after the film had come to its uh, current hiatus, as well as uh, just those some of those were actually just supplementary uh, material for the movie when it was supposed to come out, and now that's on hiatus. What would you guys uh, suggest for possible avenues to still release this story? Of course, anybody who writes a story and wants to make something of it, whether it be fan audio, fan fic, fan movie, fan film, fan whatever, um, they obviously want the story to be told. So what other avenues would you guys suggest um, for somebody to make? Win that billion dollars that Pepsi gave away <laughs> and pay a bunch of theaters to let you show it in the theater and uh, advertise it on TV. Well, the problem is is that if the fan film itself can't be made, because, of course, fan films, you need the people there, you need the location, the props, the all the stuff that costs money and a lot more time to make and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> I know I've suggested to some folks that making it fan audio. Um, that way you can have people, I believe Second Strike, uh, made by Nasty Butler, incorporated people from all over the world. Had like 60 million people in it and uh, from like 472 different countries. So there was quite a few people that were able to record their stuff and send it in. You could always make it a comic. Yes, fan comic. That's really one of the easiest things. If you can draw or know somebody who can draw, then you can just make it a fan comic, put it online. It's a lot cheaper and easier to do. Cool. Now, I think email spamming everyone on the net is another good way to get it out there. Does everyone love spam email? Yes. Spam! I don't like spam! Spam, 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 Normal views. See, I'm a nerd there, too, because I quote from obscure movies. Yes. These are my people. Um... Nasty Butler, obviously, you're probably going to do it in audio. That's pretty much what everybody expects from you since you have a major hand in, like, the 30 projects that are out there. So, But I'd rather um, see it in comic books. Does he have a hand in ours? In this show? Well, he's he um, he runs the, the website that it's hosted at, StarWarsFanWorks.com. He's been an I advisor. He's been an advisor. Yes, you should go there. <laughs> <laughs> Our gracious host. Um, I'm kidding. I'm sitting there. I'm, I just say these things to make laughs. And remember, everybody, that's the home of Star Wars Internet fan audio stuff. Go there every day. Wow, how long have we been recording? Um, 40 minutes. Wow. How long is this supposed to be? I don't know. As long Your as last one was an hour. Yeah, I'm, I'm making it as I want to. It's my show. I folded laundry while show. I listened to it. Really? And I studied for one of my flights. So you weren't really paying attention that much. Well, I was paying plenty of attention. <laughs> So then you weren't paying much attention to your studying on how to fly. Yep. No, she was not. Uh, <laughs> I ended up uh, nearly killing myself and all of my crew. Thank you very much. No, I'm just kidding. By the way, congratulations on your job with United Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hello, fan audio fans. This is Nathan Butler of Chrono Radio and StarWarsFanWorks.com. Rich has invited me to come on the show briefly to outline a new Star Wars Chrono Radio contest for all of you out there looking at projects from myself, projects from Rich, and wondering, how do I get out there into the fan audio genre? Well, here's a chance. Chrono Radio has previously put out a trilogy of Star Wars short stories called Serial Editions, entitled Parallels. These are enhanced audiobooks wherein a short prose fiction story is presented with a narrator, reading it as if it is an audiobook, but with all speaking parts cast out to audio performers. Well, now that the first Chrono Radio contest has ended and its winner has claimed its prize with Rich's appearance on Chrono Radio this month, we're starting a new Chrono Radio contest, and that is a contest to see who will be the lucky person to have their Star Wars short story presented as the next Chrono Radio serial edition. 
Got a short story out there banging around your head? Don't want to see it just on paper? Want to have it out there in the fan audio realm? Submit it to Nathan at StarWarsFanWorks.com. One lucky winner will be chosen to have their short story transformed into the next Chrono Radio Serial Edition. Good luck, everyone. I've been called the Bill O'Reilly of Star Wars. I am Chrono Radio. I am Jaron Balkan. I am StarWarsFanWorks.com. I'm a writer, a mixer, a director. I am an outcast. StarWarsSpoofs.com is a website with humorous animated cartoons spoofing the Star Wars universe. So drop on by StarWarsSpoofs.com. See Darth Maul take on Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn in a lightsaber duel on Naboo. Visit the beautiful and graceful clones on Kamino. And watch as an Ewok steals a speeder bike on Endor. www.StarWarsSpoofs.com The greatest spoofs in the galaxy. Hello, this is Adam Bertacci. Today we're going to learn how to use Flash to simulate the film look and the digital look. Not very effectively, perhaps, but you can certainly get across the idea you're trying to. And you can also use these effects to create a special kind of, well, for lack of a better word, atmosphere for your project. For film, you're going to want scratches. For example, one of those vertical scratches that runs all the way down the film. What you do there is take a line and kind of have it dance back and forth as a movie clip. Another way that you can kind of simulate film scratches is to have, again, a repeating loop. Little small scratches, dots, little lines, curls. Look at some other flash animations that have done this for inspiration. Another way to simulate the film look is to sort of grade the lighting a bit. You can have a subtle layer of black with the opacity very low, maybe you know, no more than 20%, and kind of have it fading up and down to create a little bit of a flicker as the light plays. You can also use colored filters. You can use those colors to create a kind of sepia look, or maybe a little green-tinted look. To simulate the digital video look, use gray. layer of gray between, I'd say, 33 and 50% can help simulate the kind of low-contrast kind of digital video look. Flash is not very good with manipulating the image as a whole, Using some simple techniques and just working around what Flash can and can't do, you can create some very satisfying effects for your film. I mean, Flash project. But it could be film. They'll never know. All right, we're back after a short inter- intermission with uh, with drinks and and otter pops in hand. They're not otter pops. They're not otter pops. What are those? They're they're the cheap ninety nine cent version of whatever that is. Otter Pops are 89 cents, dude. You got ripped off. Oh! They should have gone for the brand name. More. <laughs> no! <laughs> All right, and uh, the uh, fan audio production that we're going to review is Tatooine TV. And that can be found at www.jrd, that's D as in David, online.com. Um, they are about uh, three or four minute long uh, commercials or joke um, television shows. Uh, they're in audio MP3 format. And um, you guys listen to them. What do you think? I'm you, not know, you know, I, I, I'm i not a big Star Wars fan, like I said, so I I, I can't, you know, maybe I just couldn't relate, but I, it just was unfunny to me. It was I, unfunny? It was unfunny. I just, I just didn't find it funny. I'm not getting the whole TV show as an audio thing. Well, it's, I think that they were, um, they were just little, you know, they were meant as just snippets of 
possible uh, television shows, and I think that it's easier to put it in audio terms. And that was the goal, just to make a fan audio thing, but of course it's easier to make fun of some TV shows than it is um, some radio stuff, because really how much radio stuff is there? Yeah. Not that you can really... John Boy and Billy! Yeah, but that's that's uh, only on the, the East Coast here. Oh. Well... It's not syndicated. At West any Coast. rate... Like I the thought Shadow. That I'm sorry, that was like 60 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was an Alec Baldwin movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That was kind of an Alec Baldwin movie. Oh, well, it, was, it was as good as any Alec Baldwin movie. I don't know. Hunt for Red October was good. Hunt for Red October was a good movie. I Not because of Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin though. Well, that's true. <laughs> I consider that a Sean it was good. Yeah, that's a good point. It was good in spite of Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of good Alec Baldwin movies that, that, that there are out there besides the Hunt for Red October. There are some good Stephen Baldwin movies, like The Usual Suspects. Oh, yes. the Flintstones and yes. Eva Rock what Vegas. You meant, what you really meant to say was there is a good Stephen Baldwin movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of his soft, soft corn... Whoa! <laughs> Back up there, Terry. <laughs> I just thought of a decent Alec Baldwin movie. What's that? What's that? <laughs> Mississippi Burning. Mississippi. He was in Mississippi Burning. Yes, he was. You're I didn't know that. Biased. I didn't know that because I, you know, that is a movie about racial bias. It is a movie about racial bias. Was remember, remember, Burning? kids, say no to bigotry. Was it Mississippi Burning? It was one of... Oh, gosh. Maybe it wasn't Mississippi Burning. Was it Born on the Mississippi? No, it wasn't Born on the Mississippi. Mississippi Sam? Or was it Mississippi Sam? It wasn't... It wasn't the mighty Mississippi, and it wasn't... <laughs> it wasn't a bunch of other things. It was Mississippi Burning, I think. It wasn't delivered. No. Which, uh, I, I Ghost of I, Mississippi. It was oh, Ghost okay. of Mississippi. I, I just have to say that that, that Deliverance ha has wonderful writing. And if anybody can get that reference, email me. <laughs> Wait, are you trying to be God in the butt again? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, really, I, I found that that movie was excellent, really. It was quite quite entertaining. It was quite a stretch for me. That, that really wasn't John Voight. That was me. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> okay, wait, no, I've got to give some constructive that's sad, criticism. That's, sad. that's what we're trying to do, right? Then, okay, good things. Good things. Love the fact that they were short. Means that you know it keeps your attention span and it's quick, quick, quick. Unlike our show, which you know people probably got bored of after the first two minutes. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? Inspired. <laughs> uh, really quick, I guess uh, the one thing I, I think. It, I heard, I guess you were saying that he does it all by himself. Who, who is he? Well, there, there are a few other people that provide voices, but for the most part it is um, Mr. J.R.D. And he writes all of them and all that stuff? I imagine so. I believe so. He needs to bring someone else onto the project because it, it's like Paul McCartney and John Lennon, you know, music was great when they were together in the Beatles, but as soon as they broke up and they didn't have that system of checks and balances... You know, you get their albums, and there's like one or two good songs on each album. Paul McCartney had one or two good songs after the Beatles? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you even go there! Um, oh, no, you didn't! I know that they're pretty much recorded by him, so we hear his voice a lot. And, of course, in audio, oftentimes, you it's easier to record it yourself than to have other people. <clears throat> I personally don't agree with that. That's why you got any lovely people are here. See, I'm but, lovely. Yeah. See? On the radio... I'll put pictures up. Really? Sell the calendar. Hee <laughs> hee. Shut up. Um, 
but um, I think that it, it can be tough to do audio, be, especially if you don't have other people that can listen to it and say, you know, hey, this idea maybe didn't work as well, this idea sucks, or this is a great idea, it just needs to be recorded differently. Um, I, I found that they were amusing concepts, but unfortunately the delivery wasn't as good as I was hoping. Now, of course, this uh, audio genre is still new, so, and I do have to admit that from the very first audio file to the ones that are coming out now, they have been getting better. And I think that just about any audio production, the first few times out of the shoot may not be as good as the final one. So this one ought to be a big piece of crap compared to what we have in, you know, a few months from now. Well, here's what we're going to be doing when we're 20 years from now yeah. is going to be so about, much better. What I think about this audio, yeah, that work the audio, Lucas? particularly in his... And his situation. <laughs> oh, oh, oh Dag! Oh, dissing on the flannel one. Sorry. Sorry. No, what I think about the, the what I think about the what he was trying to do there was that that he's trying to to portray what would normally be a visual image in an audio form, and when you do that, you have to be a lot more vivid with the audio. So that you can create the image in the in the in the listener's mind. That's true. You That's know, very I mean, true. you can't you can't just put it out there. You've, you've got to be a lot more vivid in what you say. And uh, and I think that if he did that, it probably would have worked out a lot better. But you you do agree that uh, there is there's there's huge potential. This could be. Very, 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 very funny. I mean, I laughed. I, it, it did get a bunch of laughs out of me, which is more than I can say for some fan films I've seen and some of the other audio that I've heard. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. I'm just saying that in any audio forum, you have to be a lot more creative in some aspects than you have to be in a video forum. When you're, when you're showing something on video you can put it on there and people see the image. They don't have to create an image in their mind. It's you can let like, the visual tell the story. Exactly. It's just like reading a book. When you're reading a book, you create an image in your mind that matches what you see on the page. And that's why the the written word has to be so much more vivid than the visual image because the visual image just lays it out there. And I think in defense of, uh, of Tatooine TV is that some of those are... <clears throat> basically the audio from supposed television shows. So they wouldn't actually be describing a lot of the stuff on there because technically it's already from a visual medium. We're just getting the audio. Which right. is why I'm not getting the whole though. TV radio thing. Right, and I think that that was just meant as a, as a playful format with the audio to relay really good ideas. I think that perhaps if he was able to do them on video... I think that a, lo a lot of these, oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of these, would, oh, yeah. much like um, John Hudgens did at the very beginning of the Jedi Hunter, where there were very funny commercials and previews at the very beginning. Which, if we ever do our fan film, or when we do our fan film, um, we'll we'll have similar ideas. But if if uh, Tatooine TV was actually able to provide these in a video format, I think a lot of these concerns and issues would basically be null and void because you know they would be solved immediately. And uh, I know that bandwidth concerns, and also it seems as if this is a specifically audio company that they be, um, you know, that that's that's the format that they want to go to because that's what they're most comfortable with. That's what they're trying to put out. So um, I think that they're good ideas. Um, I think that the the execution um, <clears throat> on occasion is is almost weak because you know we're hearing the same voice again. It's obvious that it's being read from a script. Of course, some of the effects are a little cheesy with the Jawa, basically just chipmunk talking, but uh, 
I like the idea because, of course, remember that this is a fan product, but it seems almost as if it's trying to be promoted as a very completely overly professional um, product. So I think that worked. our expectations might be a little bit higher than they would be if it was just some Joe sitting around um, his living room, much like we are putting together this uh, isn't an the audio. Room. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the guest bedroom. It's the guest slash office slash craft room. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for tuning in to the latest man radio. <laughs> yeah, uh, can you give me some more Cavatier? <laughs> I'm just about dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah see, you just, you, you, you wanted to oil me up and wrestle me, and that that's just wrong. Yeah, on so many levels, but on one, it's kind of tantalizing. You know what I'm saying, yeah. See, the only quotes I know from that movie I can't say on this show. <laughs> I'm still I'm still putting together, and, and I'm saying this first so nobody else can do it, is the actual interpretation of The Ladies' Man brought to you by Mace Windu. Oh, gosh. But, Master, Anakin's turned to the dark side. What can we do? Yeah, well, can you really blame the boy, uh, Mr. Obi-Wan, because look at Padme. She, she won hot mama. And she ain't uh, giving none of that up. And so, yeah, he turned to the dark side. It's completely understandable. Yeah, that's right. We're going to move on to fan films. Some of the fan films that we saw today and we will talk about are Fanboys and also Pink Five. Uh, these are all fan films uh, that have... One of them has been uh, very recently uh, released, uh, Fanboys. And Pink Five, which has been out for a little while and has won many awards. So... We're going to start off with Fanboys. Now, to me, I think this has uh, quickly risen to be my second favorite fan film next to The Formula. And um, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's at uh, TFN, TheForce.net, their fan film section. You can also hit it from fanfilms.com. It's a great story of a young boy who is a major Star Wars fan, much like uh, the rest of us. And he comes across some people that give him some information and insight into the Star Wars universe. And he finds himself on a mission to help a bunch of rebels. So, what's your guys' opinions of the movie? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I, I you know, just an outside view. I just thought it was. A, I thought it was a really, really great idea. And I think it was. Uh, you know, I think it was kind of a, a a guy who's a Star Wars fan, who a group of guys who were Star Wars fans who were kind of able to to make fun of themselves a little. And you know, and enjoy it, and realize, hey, you know, this is, uh, you know, some people might consider this funny, but we enjoy doing it, and we can laugh, we can laugh, you know, at at ourselves and and amongst ourselves. So I thought it was pretty cool. I I thought it was hilarious when it first started out. I, you know, I I thought, oh boy, another fan film about making a fan film because, of course, the formula is wonderful and. You know, why do you want to redo that? But it ended up not being that. It was hilarious. Very, very clever. And I love the premise. uh, I'm not going to ruin it. But before the twist at the end, I mean, I love the premise of, you know, thinking that Star Wars is actually really out there and that we could all be involved. And it just was funny to me because it was like fulfilling every super geek's fantasy, including mine. You know, to a point. So I thought it was great. I thought they did a marvelous job. I personally love every bit that they have with the blasters. Every single one. And and, and you'll see when you see the fan film. It's 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 hilarious. All right, and um, the, some of the cast of of fanboys are 
professional actors. Uh, uh, Andrew Glover uh, was in, he is currently appearing in Boogeyman, produced by Sam Raimi, a personal favorite director of mine, of course, director of uh, such wonderful movies as Spider-Man and Army of Darkness, and it's starring Lucy Lawless. Um, Personally, I like the Stormtrooper with the long dreadlocks that was, like, toking it up the whole time. I thought it was great. Leet Gaymore? Oh, yeah. You're going to like him even more because he is a veteran of the Battle of Helm's Deep. No way! Uh, he's appeared in the Lord of the Rings trilogy as both in Hurukai and a writer of Rohan. That's cool. So, he's yeah, been he's in most people's cool. favorite trilogies. Okay, <laughs> and, and just an, a little addition here. Gotta say that the Army of Darkness is one of the greatest movies ever made. Exactly. I mean, Never come on. Seen it. Some of the best one. You haven't seen it? Look stupid. Oh, we've got to bring oh, that up. Oh, oh, absolutely. How can you not have ever watched the Army of Darkness? I don't know. That seems like it would be your fault, though, wouldn't it? Not exposing me to Whoa. that movie. She has exposed you to many new worlds, my friend. I think it's time you return the favor. She has done a lot of exposing. Also, coming soon <laughs> on the, the Girls of the Requiem of the Outcast calendar, coming out this Christmas. <laughs> oh my god! What better way to celebrate the birth of Christ than half naked chicks? <laughs> Amen. Chick. Preach it, brother! <laughs> You're preaching to the choir! We're gaming the world that way. Alright, now the Good. Alright, now talking about Pink Five. Um, oh my gosh! It was so funny! I love it! Alright, um, like, wow. wow, and yeah, she she just perfect intro. Oh my gosh! Now being from California, I was personally offended by some of the dialogue, and that was a a horrible portrayal of Californians in space. No, I'm just kidding. I liked the movie. I thought it was funny. Janine, as the pilot, what would you say about her flying ability? She never touched the stick or the yoke. She had no situational awareness whatsoever. She was so busy just... But you know what? I liked her terminology. I loved... You know, she you was have to so... Understand. You no, she was Janine, so right about Janine, the technical term. You have to understand that Janine is not the greatest with technical flight terminology. For instance... Oh, my gosh. My for own instance, against me. If, if, if she was flying a plane and she had, to, uh, she had to move the yoke, she would say, let me grab the U-shaped thingy. No, I would not say U-shaped. <laughs> Incidentally, congratulations again on your uh, your uh, promotion and job at United Airlines. Yeah. I do not or, work for United. Or if she had to grab the power control lever and move it forward. We don't have power control levers. We have throttles. Okay. Or throttle. And Make it, it go forward. faster. Make it go faster. Or the throttle and move it forward. She would say, I'm going to grab the power thingy. <laughs> hey, I know what I'm talking about. And she was so right, like, you know, they use all these little stupid technical terms when you could just say, go faster, add power. Why do they have to say, move the throttles forward, you know? Grab the, grab the condition levers and put them in the feather position. Probably because they want you to know that in order to go forward, you have to grab the throttle. And oh, they can just say add power! <laughs> you pilots are a bunch of elitist jerks, that's all it is. What? Pick up visual visual scanning. What? Why don't you just say, look over there? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, why do they have to say, you know, make sure you keep a VFR scan? Why you do know, they just you say, know, look outside? Personally, I think that's so that so that they know that if, if there's something wrong in the plane, 
you, you can fool the passengers into not understanding. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, our starboard stabilizing ailer tutor has become a little loose. No, why do they call it an empennage? <laughs> it's a freaking tail. Uh, listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, empennage has become detached from the aircraft. But <laughs> Everybody's looking back there. Where's the tail? No, no, it's not the tail. It's the, the empennage. Why do you think we speak with a outrageous accent? <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> terminology. I thought she was marvelous. Great representation of the female pilots out there. I thought she was kind of cute. <laughs> Very attractive. She was a little cutie. Very attractive. She was a cutie patootie. Let's Wha- see pink six. The sequel. I yes, think kind of pornographic too. Let's see pink six the sequel. I would totally be down for that. That would rock. She'd be pink leader. Why not? Luke went from red five to red leader. Yeah, let her rogue, be. Rogue leader. Red, Red leader. Oh, the, the, he, oh, he was oh, Rogue oh, One. Let, 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 let me be in her flight. Pink let me leader. be in her squadron. Oh my gosh, pink people, please come. Let me be in your next movie, please, please. please, please pink people, isn't that Whitey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the people who are gonna make the sequel to Pink Five. There's no can, sequel. Well, but please make there one. There was no opening for a sequel. Please make one. Yes, Rob. Like the hookup of Han, or she has a she has a cat. She fight. can be in the battle of you know in Return of the Jedi. But please just let me be in the next it's one. It's going to be have a whole a series like that. Kathy please, 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 because I have the, this the comic, the Kathy thing. What are you so talking about? Anyway, <laughs> okay. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. I still don't like the idea of working for an Imperial officer, a former Imperial officer. There's no such thing as a former Imperial officer. The Empire's got better things to worry about than two down-on-their-luck smugglers. Just be thankful we've got a job. Two smugglers will be given a job. Contained on this data tape are the technical schematics to the Death Star. That could affect the future of the galaxy. I can assure you the Alliance will pay you generously for delivering this information. But when a lethal bounty hunter arrives, Dantorus, it will become a fight to survive. What the hell is Dantorus doing? Here. And a survivor will hold the future of the galaxy in his hand. No one is going anywhere. Star Wars. Smugglers run. The fate of the galaxy is now in your hands. Coming 2003. All right, and now here's a clip. Now, I, I took the, the time machine and I actually went into the future to find out about the new Silent But Deadly Part 3 that's coming out soon. Now, T-Bone let me get a clip of this, and so I'm going to play it for you. Are you ready? Here it is. All right, thanks again to the Morlocks for that great clip. And see, it's funny because it was all quiet, right? And it's really a silent film. That's why a clip played on audio, you're not going to hear nothing. Okay? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Oh, jeez. Star Wars meets Rumble Run. Hilarity ensues. Do I have time to say pun? Miss a lot in the Bombard German Art House. Pun! Run, Leia, run. Underestimate the power of the dark side of spoofing subtitles of German dialogue. Available at www.runlayerun.com or at force.net fan you know, I've been cruising the boards for about a year now, and I noticed that from time to time a specific topic comes up a lot. It's quickly squashed, but will rise again in just a few simple months. It deals with the fan film Duality. You remember Duality, don't you, Jeannie? Is that the one where the guy 
gets cut in half. Ah, don't say what and happens. And then he bleeds after he gets cut by a lightsaber? Why, yes, yes it is. It's the one where the two guys are fighting with the two lightsabers. But I did like it. Frequently asked questions, okay? No, it's not at TFN. Yes, it used to be there. Yes, it's cool. Yes, it was the first major lightsaber fight with cool graphics. Yes, it was the best one until the Ho Brothers came along. No. Only occasionally. Yes. Yes, a spoof was made called Tunis. No. Maybe. That's a long story. 42. And finally, the most often asked question about duality, it's at crewof2.com. C-R-E-W-O-F-T-W-O. Go there, download it. And if for any reason you missed any posts about this fan film, just wait a couple months. It'll show back up on the boards. All right, now time for our roundtable discussion. Um, what we're going to be talking about is um, content in... British in, accent! Oh, British accents, I'm sorry. What we're going to be talking about tonight... Indian accent! What we're going to be talking about... <laughs> <laughs> French accent! Uh, what we are going to be... Oh, that slipped into Watto there. Victorian <laughs> accent! What we are going to be talking about today... What we are going to be talking about tonight... Japanese guy! What we are going to be talking about... What we're going to be talking about tonight is... Uh, is I forgot, again, no... Wait, you were talking about it with that one dude yesterday. Yes. What I was talking about with a nasty butler on Chrono Radio, which can Janine be found Garner. at Star Wars Fanworks. Oh, Jimmy Garner? <laughs> Janine Garner. Oh, Janine Garner. I was speaking with Nasty Butler, not about Janine Garner, but about uh, content in fan productions. Things such as cursing, as language, violence. Um, what are you guys' takes on it? Because there have been most... The, the typical rule that's been standing is whatever has been in the... Uh, the actual movies is the limit. That's as far as you can go. Here's my take on on violence, and, and I think my take on violence in those films goes to my take on violence and cursing and that type of stuff in films in general. I don't condone the course any of action that would lead to war. No, no, Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't <laughs> condone any level of violence or profanity or anything else beyond what is absolutely necessary for the film. And that doesn't mean. And, and so, so to me, saying, "All right, we're not going to have anything beyond what's in the actual Star Wars films themselves," is kind of ludicrous because what's in the actual Star Wars films themselves might not fit the concept that is in the mind of the particular person who is creating the film. In other words, I like, really like, the, us the Usual Suspects. I really like Reservoir Dogs. I really like Pulp Fiction. Uh, and you'll, no you'll notice that Quentin Tarantino uses a lot of violence and he uses a lot of profanity. Yes, he's Whereas a bit, I can't a stand any of those movies. But, so. but a lot... And, and while I think he goes overboard to some degree, a lot of the violence and profanity that he uses, he uses in a way that is necessary to the concept he has developed. Much like uh, Jane Silent Bob, Jay just wouldn't be Jay without the cursing. Right. Mm, true, exactly. True. I, and, and so if you're going to stay true to the concept that, the, that, that you as the creator have developed, I think it's necessary 
to use the level of whatever that you're going to use. Now, as for nudity, I feel like nine, 99 times out of 100, nudity is not necessary in any way, shape, or form in film. I just don't see... The, I, I, there are other ways you can accomplish the same thing without, without doing it. I'm sorry, now, but the, I would not have gone to see the Scorpion King if uh, The Rock wasn't running around with his shirt off the whole time. Oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm not oh. talking That's about The Rock. That. That's the people's champion. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actual actual nudity and sexual content. Oh, you mean you know? like nakedness? Yes. Ah. So not not like shirtless men running around. Right. I'm talking You're fine about with shirtless men I'm running. When around. I when I talk or about nudity, when I talk about nudity and sexual contact, I'm talking about like monsters ball. That to me was way over the top. That was way well, more than was needed for the it, for the for the the, the, the the what that film's concept was. Yes, it was, but also the the sex itself. I think what what uh, the but guy was, was trying to trying to actually show was the <laughs> was the the type of action that was being used in those sex scenes was to show the desperateness and the aloneness of each person. Now, could that have been expressed otherwise? Yeah, they could have said instead of, make me feel good, make me feel good. You well, know? no, and not, not even that. I, and I don't, I, I didn't, you I know, mean, I, I think that the nudity and the sexual intenseness that they had in that was necessary well, sexual, in that role, but I don't think it was I don't think it was necessary to show it for like five or ten minutes or whatever it was yeah. that they did, you know? Yeah, sexuality and sensuality can be shown without nudity. Those yeah. are not hand in hand. Yeah, I really believe that that whole scene in that movie was designed to, to show Halle Berry naked. Yeah, and, it, and, uh, and she started to do that a lot in her movies. I mean, she also did it in, in uh, Swordfish. Yeah, she showed... She she gave the audience a booby flash. Never now there are, there are other examples. I don't know if you've ever seen a movie called Soldier Blue, but it's about it's about the the battle between the you know the the um, Americans and the Indians as they were we were expanding westward. And uh, in Soldier Blue, there's nudity where the soldiers come through and they destroy this Indian village and they rape the women and they do all kinds of atrocious things. But the whole point of that nudity and that violence is to show how atrocious the treatment of those people was at that point in time. And I think that it was necessary for the concept of that film. I just don't think that a lot of times when you see nudity, it is. I think it's just nudity to be nudity. So what you're trying to say is, in a very, very long answer, is depending on the person's concept for the Star Wars film, it's okay? Yeah. Depending on the person's concept for the Star Wars film, violence and profanity... As long as it fits the concept and it furthers the concept, is is I think a good thing. Yeah, and I, I think that with nudity, um, <clears throat> typically something can be said or done to show the point that you're trying to get across without the nudity. Without the nudity, um, absolutely. So you liked the swearing they had in American Jedi because it was appropriate to the uh, fan film. Well, I think that was personally. I think that was more of a American Jedi spoof than or American Jedi. American Pie spoof than a Star Wars spoof. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And of course, in that film, that you know, that levels the playing field a little bit, opens up a few more doors because <clears throat> then you're open to what American Pie did instead right. of what Star Wars did. Because Star Wars was the tool that was used within the American Pie universe, as opposed to American Pie being used in the Star Wars universe. Right. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, if you're if you're sitting there watching a movie. And a guy's getting, you know, a guy's getting tortured for his beliefs or whatever's going on, you know. I mean, if something that that 
intense is going on that that guy's not going to scream out, "Oh shucks, oh darn!" You know, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna say, "Pluto!" I don't say I don't I don't <laughs> you know I never 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 speak in profanity, but I guarantee you, if somebody was doing something that horrible to me. I would be speaking in some pretty, pretty extensive profanity. You know oh, what please, I'm please stop if you mu- if you well, must. Would you be so kind as to stop? <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you would be surprised as to uh, what you would or would not say. Yeah. In a interview situation like that, believe me. Now, of course, this is coming from somebody who has gone through the officer training pilot. What what is that called? Seer training. Seer training. Where you're basically tortured. You're actually tortured, right? No, and I'm not going to talk about what goes on there. Right, I, I know it's, it's a painful subject, you can't but there's about it. Oh, it's also secret. Okay, I got you. It there, is there's classified. a lot of there's a lot of stuff that basically puts you. Uh, it gets you ready to be a prisoner of war. Right, that, that's what it's for. And and I will say that uh, you 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 find that you will that there are things you do say and things that you don't say and things that you do and things that you don't do and. I'm being extremely ambiguous here, but to make a long story short, I never swore in any of my um, interrogation sessions, but I did, you know, I don't swear, and I've never said the F word in my life, but I've said it once, and it was at Sear School, and it was not during an interrogation session, that was, it was off by my own little lonesome self when I was back in my place. I guess my point was that there are going to be situations in which people who would not normally use profanity and who normally have a problem with the use of profanity would use profanity. And if you're going to show a situation like that in a film, then you need to be true to the situation. It's, it's got to be for a good reason. Okay, I, I agree with you, but George Lucas has already established, and I, can, and, and I agree with you, profanity in the appropriate places and all that, but in the Star Wars universe... I think, I believe George Lucas has established that things such as the F word and the S word, they, they're not there. Okay. I they're understand. not swear words in that universe. I understand that. But what I'm saying is that that's George Lucas's creative idea well, about he's that. Created right, but that's the universe, the, he's created and these the universe, people right. have to stay in it when they right. make their I, fan I do not believe that there is ever, that there there is no universe. <laughs> Where people do not use profanity. They do use profanity, Ron. In, they in have Star Wars, Wars versions right. of it. There, there are, and that's that's my biggest thing. There are various versions of profanity, such as uh, Jeannie and I have talked about these before. There's uh, Stang, Poodoo, Emperor's Black Bones. What were some of the other ones? Uh, sit spawn and sit, sit spawn. spit and blast. And, and then you have heard people say damn a couple times. And hell. Um, was also used. Oh, and thank the um, maker. Thank the maker. Yes, that's it. Well, that wouldn't be a curse word. That's but more that's of an exclamation of yes. joy. Um, but there, you know, there are different ways that you can bring up your own. You can create your own curse words. That makes sense. I mean, nerf herder wasn't all that popular of a word until um, you know until Empire Strikes Back came along, and that was uh, you know that became a a word that is used in the lexicon of Star Wars as a derogatory term. Or you can pull the ear, the arms off of a gun or the ears off of a gun dark. That's a you know an exclamation of strength. Um, so there, there are words that we can use and we can create our own within the Star Wars realm. You know, just because we use the F word in a Star Wars fan film, does that mean that that word has the same meaning or even a meaning in the Star Wars universe? No. And if you use it, are you going to get rejected from some hosting places? More than likely. So you can't get upset about that. But I think that if you really need to use a foul word in a Star Wars film, 
why, if you feel that it is so important to the, your creative vision that you have to put it in there, why not use your creativity to come up with your own? Yeah. Instead of using one, that could possibly um, reduce your demographic, your viewing public, because that's shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, that's one of the reasons I love Michael Stackpole and Aaron Alston. They wrote the uh, X-Wing series, the nine books. They wrote pilots so wonderfully, so perfectly. I mean, they hit the nail on the head. And one of the things they do is they have them in the cockpit. They swear up a storm. By the Emperor's Black Bones, Sith Spawn, Sith Spit. And well, see, and I, I think, and again, that, that's where you get into the whole thing where you guys are into the Star Wars universe and big Star Wars fans, and I'm right. not. And So, I mean, the demographic that those films are designed for, yeah, they're going to, the demographic those are designed for are going to go, okay, well, yeah, you know, these these are words that, that I understand to be curse words, and, the, you know, I see them as what they would say in a situation like that. You know, a regular regular Joe watching it's going to go, what are they trying to avoid? Regular Joe's words? probably not going to be watching it. Right, but it's also, it, it all depends on, you know, who you're aiming at. It's like you're probably not going to hear the F word in a Disney movie. Yeah, you know, you're really. But you're still, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, like, to a regular Joe who sits, who sits there and watch somebody, and watches a movie, and they say Nerfer, he's going to go, "What did they? Did they right. do like they yeah. do on TNT and and overwrite the the real curse word with like, you Mother know, Mother Fairy? <laughs> no, yeah, not with Fairy. Mother Fairy. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, right. it's, it's just it's different if you're not but, involved in that whole universe. And honestly, we don't care about the non. I mean, we care about the non-fan, but 99% of our caring is for the fans. Right for the show, sure, so. and it should be. I mean, that's the people who are going to be watching the films. I right. Mean, so it basically just depends on the demographic. Yeah, I mean, for. Yeah, yeah, for me, it, it for me, I just look at it and go, "Wait, that's stupid." Yeah. You know, for y'all, it would be <laughs> something different. You'd go, "Okay, yeah, that's that that's that's cool." Well, yeah. Not me, you know. <laughs> Right, and uh, I know content-wise with um, with Shatterpoint coming out, Matthew Stover, um, uh, which Janine doesn't like, um, <laughs> uh, it's brought Star Wars to, a, at least in the extended universe, to a new level of darkness, where it talks about rape, um, it talks about a lot of uh, just dark thoughts, not this, not dark side thoughts. That's but, not why I didn't like, like it, by evil, the way. Like, yeah, like evil dark thoughts that are very... Uh, uh, violent thoughts and violent actions and stuff like that. So, to some people, that's opened it up in fan films. But is it still really necessary when you're dealing with energy weapons? They're not exactly going to leave a huge gaping bloody hole. They're going to leave a fairly cauterized hole. <laughs> so, you know, again, you know how much violence and and, and all that uh, can you really put in a yeah. Star Wars fan film? Not a whole lot. Um, so, I, I think that if it's if it's so important to your uh, the creative vision that you have to go outside of what has become an established universe, then make up your own characters, make up your own movie, because it, in some circles it's just not going to fly. Yep. By the way, Matthew Stover did a wonderful job on his previous book in the uh, New Jedi Order. I believe it was Traitor, and uh, it featured so. Jason, and it was also very dark, and it had a lot of torture in it and things like that with the Yuzhong Vong, and I thought he did a marvelous job. The reason I did not like Shatterpoints was because it felt like it was not... It didn't feel like Star Wars to me, and I really don't know any other way to describe it. It, it was, was too on, dark? Or? No, it was just on some random jungle planet that... I didn't care about the planet. <laughs> I didn't care about the characters. I didn't... I did not have a problem with the darkness or with the subjects that they talked about because, you know, I I got my degree in history. I've read a lot about bad things happening in history. My problem with Shatterpoints was that I did not feel like I was in Star Wars. And it's as simple as that. 
it felt like it was just a novel about a jungle planet where he's going trying to find his lost apprentice. I know that um, they wanted a, a darker feel. They wanted more of an Apocalypse Now feel. Uh, of course, referring to the movie Apocalypse Now. Um, and I know that that was a very harsh war movie. Very and it was a very harsh movie. war book. It was not... Was it a bad book? No. It was a good book. It was a good storyline. But to me, it wasn't Star Wars. So no. that was my problem with it. And this sounds like a really good segue into a book review if you want to do it. Well, I think I just reviewed one. All right. There you go. I have read every single Star Wars novel out there, so if anybody has any questions about them or wants me to review a specific one, uh, email me at jkg underscore vader at yahoo.com, and I'll uh, review it on our next show. Oh, and if anybody wants me to uh, tell them anything about a Star Wars novel, tough luck. Cause I, I He's read, read the Zon Trilogy and the Hand of Thrones duology. So if you have any questions as to what the cover looks like on those books, he's the man to talk <laughs> I've to. I've seen every cover on every book. <laughs> and some of the comic books. And some of the comic books. You like the comic books. You read over my shoulder every time I read the comic books. It's so annoying. He likes the pictures. I, I, it's I not never that I'm learned to read. It's he, not that I'm reading. It's the pretty colors. He likes the half-naked chicks on them. How'd you know? Okay, well, uh, uh, let's see. Question of the week. How about we do a question of the week? Come on, nerdy guys. Email us back. All right, we've got to... There might be one chick out there. Probably not. All right, we've got... Probably not. Maybe not. All right, we've got Ron here. He's got a question of the month that yeah. he wants to give out, and uh, it's a it's kind of a trivia question. Um, if you uh, just email me uh, when you get the answer, uh, you can email me at rich at starwarsfanworks.com, and uh, first person who uh, gets the, the right answer, I don't know. I don't know well, if there's going to be a prize. Or we'll we're call do you up, somewhere. and you can be on the next episode. How about that? Okay. If we can get the audio to record over the phone. I don't know if we can do that, but we'll, we'll try to figure we'll something try. out. We'll try. We will yeah. definitely try. Yeah, we'll okay, definitely so you want the so question, right? Okay, the and yes. And it's you get a free calendar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually a quote. It's, uh, it's a quote that an actor who was in Star Wars, it's a quote from another movie that this actor was in, and the quote is, You are only a general. I must be a king. Can you tell me what actor that was and in what movie it's from? So we, we have to help them. It's original trilogy. It's original trilogy. It's an original trilogy actor that was in this other movie. Exactly. That said that line. You got to tell us who that original trilogy character or actor was and what, what movie, movie that quote appeared in. And that quote again was uh, You are only a general, I must be a king. And it wasn't Peter Mayhew. <laughs> okay. It's the best I get. It's like my it's like my uh it's like my British accent, except any animal gets that one that one sound. A chipmunk on crack? <laughs> <laughs> every, just like every Don't action I do sounds kid. like you're British. Every ch- animal sound I do sounds like a chipmunk on crack. <laughs> and that's why you don't do drugs. <laughs> All right, for recent casting calls that are available on StarWarsFanWorks.com. Cast me, cast me. <laughs> well, all you got to do is send a, send a uh, audition. That's it. I'm not gonna audition. Why would they cast you then? Because I'm hot. It's audio. Oh. It doesn't transfer over. 
<laughs> Where do you want this blaster? Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Emperor! Happy <laughs> <laughs> birthday! That's how Vader really sounds, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was his original voice box. <laughs> it's like, Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> there are the, uh, there are one, two, three, four of them that are available. If you're interested in being part of an audio project, there's The Invasion Begins, also Super Hero, which is brought to us by Gregory Harbin, and Tatooine TV, which of course is from uh, Jeff Roney, jrdonline.com. And there are also interpretations of the tone poems from Episode 1. They are looking for uh, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia, Darth Vader, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, if you can do impressions of them. How is that episode one? Uh, well, th- no, the original tone poems were from episode one. These are fan <coughs> versions of those, of different uh, characters doing them. Uh, you can find all of those at StarWarsFanWorks.com. Also, upcoming releases coming to you from StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Internet Audio. Um, Chrono Radio number 11, which features an uh, interview with me, also a bit on fan politics. Who would want to hear you? I don't know. I really hope anybody who's listening to this, unless they're tuning in to hear you guys, that's possible. No, they want to hear Aragon because they know he's hot. Let's go hunt some orc. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've also got video. <laughs> All right, video. <laughs> There's also going to be video from Dragon Con from the fan audio panel that was there. What's Dragon Con is a major comic book convention, comic book sci-fi convention that just Is that happened. where all the naked chicks go? Yeah, oftentimes. Um, also, Star Wars on Direct uh, at www.swendirect. That's swendirect.com, which of course is now putting out the English episodes, as mentioned before. Um, their number 36 is online, um, which also which features a interview with president of the Star Wars fan club. Didn't they talk about us in their last episode? Yes, they. Uh, or you sh- specifically? Well, well, not me necessarily, just the show in general, because there was nobody else uh, on board at the time. Um, yes, uh, Star. Uh, <laughs> what's the name of the show? Uh, Requiem of the Outcast has actually been mentioned on Chrono Radio. Has been mentioned at the uh, Dragon Con panel. Uh, audio panel, excuse me, and also on StarWarsOnDirect.com. So All sounds pretty nerdy to me. Woo! <laughs> yes! <laughs> so I, I do appreciate the mentions to everybody. Please get the word out about this show. Also, uh, Star Wars Indirect number 37 will be coming out, uh, uh, which shows live at 7 o'clock. You can listen to it by going to their website. They also have a webcam and a chat uh, going on during their show, so you can interact. Um, their next show, number 37, will be on October 4th. And their number 38 show will be on October 19th. Of course, those times are subject uh, to be changed at their whim. Tatooine TV will be releasing sporadically whenever uh, Jeff Roney uh, finishes one and puts one out. And also, here's non-release information context created by Mr. Nasty Butler. Um, unfortunately, that product project has been canceled. It was hailed as Dawson's Creek meets oh. Star Wars, which... I know, I know that description was a bad description. Uh, I didn't give it much, uh, to be honest, much credit by when I first, when Nathan first told me about that. 
But Dawson's but, so dreamy. But, no, he's not. Pansy but, is. But, pansy? Pansy. Uh, but no, Pansy? Context was originally going to be more of a high school love story. Uh, I, I admit that the, the idea didn't sound all that great when I first heard it, but... It originally was going to be a, a young love story in, ser- in the fa- realm of series fan audio. Um, uh, that has been canceled just because Nasty is all up in everybody's stuff. When it comes to fan audio, he's a very busy guy. Um, and we thank you for it. Yes. We love you and thank you for all that you do. All right. Well, that's that's the end of the second episode. Um, like I to thought thank- it was the third one. No. Th- yes, this is the third episode. I'm sorry. Well, that, that's the closing of the third episode. Hopefully we'll find the second episode somewhere. Um, and if you haven't got the joke, this is really the second episode. It really, it, it really is. If you don't get it, watch Spaceballs a couple times. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, this is the end of the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'd like to thank Ron and Janine for helping me take part in this little bit of wackiness. And uh, we hope that it translates well. Um, basically just three people sitting around having fun talking about something that two of us love and one person moderately enjoys because of his wife. Drinking water and eating Slim Fast Boys. Drinking water and eating Slim Fast So, I uh, just want to thank you for listening, and uh, come on back next month to StarWarsFanWorks.com, and uh, check out Requiem of the Outcast, this show. You can also find much more um, uh, audio at StarWarsFanWorks.com, and thank you, Nathan and T-Bone, for hosting. Yes, thank you. Okay.